0: (laughs) um well um the energy has been very playful lately and I have just noticed that uh there is this thing that my husband and I do and then it just like he'll randomly it just comes out um and it's kind of a a a secret but it's not we actually have language that we speak with just sounds like I can understand like just from his utterance like what he means. And we used to have cats, they're buried in the backyard now. And literally, if something's not working, he'll just literally make like this small little cat meow sound like, oh, something just didn't work this morning. He's like, oh, oh. And it- <laughs> so it's just this kind of like silly language we have. And it's just yeah. it just lightens the day. It just lightens the day. And he just put something new on his toothbrush today and he was like really happy and made some sound it's just I love how his little boy just comes out and it's just very sweet
1: I love it that's such a sweet story thanks for sharing I can share something back so you don't feel so out there you know but (laughs) my husband and I I mean we're German but I lived in Ireland for a long time and he uh, was in a relationship where they spoke English you know So, but his English isn't, you know, like, because he didn't practice it in an English speaking community, it's sometimes a little bit, you know, off, I feel, (laughs) even (laughs) in the German, so as I keep teasing him about it, he keeps saying, well, this is how the Scottish would say that, or from Wales, you know, (laughs) (laughs) would say it like that. I'm Alexandra Kreis, and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. In my own search for self-understanding, I have met people from all walks of life. I bring to you a taste of these encounters. travel in a journey on my show today kathleen whalen hello there hi hi did i say that right i never i usually we usually check with people is it whalen or yeah is that right oh it is whalen yes yeah 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 because whelan is such an irish
0: uh it is name. my irish name actually is it
1: mm. oh do you have irish ancestors then
0: mm-hmm, i do i have mostly german ancestry and then my father is first generation uh, German Irish son. And wow. yeah, and so the name is Irish, and an uncle uh, three, four generations ago changed the Wayland to Wayland. Or the Wheland to Wayland.
1: I, I was saying it's the other way yeah. around. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yes. Oh, that makes sense that we get so attracted to each other. So Kathleen Wayland from Seattle is here today to speak. Speak to me about something that she is hosting since a very long time the conscious calendar which is a feature of Vedic astrology and there is like a lot of words in there that people (laughs) wouldn't know so we might take this from the top you know so first of all astrology and daily calendars you know everybody wants to have a horoscope I was thinking these days you know everybody and everybody doesn't want to have that stupid kind of oh the Leo does this and you know like they don't want to have the magazine type of horoscope anymore these days but you you got a very very special calendar I haven't found anyone who does that in
0: <laughs> thank you so- Tell us. I I try and be an innovator in everything I do.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. The calendars came out of a natural progression of just helping a friend of mine, and they, in essence, I'm looking at the energy of the day around the world from Hawaii to Australia. Yeah, and that energy, that early hour before sunrise that we may talk about, um, actually shows us the energy of the day, and in Vedic astrology, there are actually 27 regions of sky. So there's 27 different energies that are all good for something. And when there are certain alignments that come together, it's a little more supported for outward activity, collaboration, work. For those of us who run companies, it's great for communication Um, those are also going to be the days that any Vedic astrologer will pick out of the whole year to say, oh, these are potential wedding days or launch days of some sort. And then according to the individual, you can then even dial it in even more for what we call green days. So the energy is about and I gotta stop you there because there was
1: so much language in <laughs> And I heard that so many people are listening to these podcasts, and they have not a clue, but they're interested in getting to know these things. So that's why I invite you. So Vedic astrology, just a short notion on Vedic astrology, and twenty-seven regions of the skies. So I think pe- a lot of people would have stumbled across that part. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, Vedic astrology. The word Vedic comes from the Vedas. So the what we'll call ancient, but the Vedas are five to 7,000 years old and they are the ancient oral lineage from India. So this ancient knowledge is understanding the cosmos, the rhythms of the sun and moon, the natural rhythms of people. And these um, living, living tomes give us all the indications of how to live a balanced life as an individual, on a spiritual path, and among people. So that's really what they are.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I have had many readings in astrology, Western and Vedic. So for those who know a little bit about Western astrology, can you say the difference? Because it's about nodes and everything. So maybe you can put that a little bit clearer too. How how would you know um, the difference, you know, in going mm. to one or the other?
0: Hmm. Um, well, there's, there's three main differences. The sky map is just a little bit different. And mm-hmm. this, so the sky map is basically in Vedic astrology or Eastern astrology is really similar to sidereal astrology. So some people might've heard of Western sidereal astrology. That mm-hmm. sky map is pretty much the same. It's what you see when you look to the sky from the earth yes. in. Yeah. In Western astrology, they're using the Tropic of Cancer. It's, you know, yeah. only those who know Western astrology know what I mean. So the map is a little bit different. It's about 23 degrees different. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility that your sun sign may be a different sign, <laughs> which can be disorienting. But actually, the degrees between
1: all the planets is the same. Yes. Yeah. And this is so funny because um, I'm just saying this from a personal Uh, point of view because I was with a Western astrologer and he was indicating which areas in the world are good for me and uh, it blew me away because it was so you know spot on and then I spoke to a Vedic astrologer and he was much more clued into what was really happening in my life you know he was just more on the dot and that doesn't mean, you know, that you can predict the future. It's all about how you behave, of course, in your current life. So, despite what the stars stars are telling you, you know, it's still in your hands. Just to clarify, completely that completely,
0: <laughs> the dance of fate and free will. We have it both in the in the every single
1: moment. Yes, exactly. And uh, so yeah, so that can happen and um if you what I want to put out here and maybe you can support that or not support it, you know like if you l- are likely to get advice from astrologer you know and you've been to a Western astrologer, don't shy away from the Vedic astrology because it can sometimes lift some mysterious kind of um things that are not clarified in the Western astrology or vice versa you know like, if you've been to a Vedic astrologer, you might want to go to a Western to see, you know, maybe there's a missing puzzle piece. That's what I wanted to put out here in the first place.
0: Always be searching. Always yes. be searching. <laughs> yes.
1: And now, now we're coming to what you designed this, Kathleen, have you? Well,
0: that's what I was starting to get into. And I I, you normally don't mention the 27 lunar mansions right off the bat. But mm. because of the world you come from, and I kind of just jumped into that. But the most ancient matriarchal map of the heavens, it's, it's connected with goddess, are these 27 regions of the sky that existed from the Indian point of view way before the sun signs. So these are connected with our ancient, ancient, with it's an unbroken lineage of our experience on earth as human beings. And <clears throat> this is all related to the moon. So at the very simplest level, The calendars are a way to help people stay aligned with their personal and universal rhythms, biorhythms, because the moon has a different energy as it's waxing and then as it's waning. And just, uh, I'd love to share a principle that people could use whether they ever see the calendar or not. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the principles is that um, rather than, even waiting for the full moon, it's actually six days, six lunar days before and six lunar days after the full moon is the fullest light, right? So it's those times of the month that we do more of our outward activity. So if we're going to have a party, if we're going to have a wedding, you could actually choose some of these days yourself and use your intuition. And, you know, perhaps it's a weekend day around the full moon. So those energies are more for flourishing between people. And then in and around the new moon is the quiet energy for our personal practices to deepen.
1: So Kathleen, I haven't introduced you properly because you also have a extensive knowledge in Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and acupuncture as, I, as far as I read up on. And what it brings me to what you said um, brings me into this notion of Ayurveda, you know, like mm. if women, you know, bleed with the moon and, you know, they would exactly do that because they should be bleeding on the dark moon, actually. And the full moon is therefore the most to express themselves. So, hey, you know, these things align so well. And sometimes they don't align so well in life. You know, we get kind of thrown into different waves of things and then we don't bleed as such. And it doesn't follow that through. But yeah if you are on your ovulation cycle that makes totally sense you know around those uh, full moon days definitely you know to interact with people strongest energy ever
0: oh and the beauty of our bodies right to be in sync with the cosmos and our place mm-hmm. in the solar system like we're designed like this we've evolved like this how beautiful
1: mm-hmm. isn't it incredible
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's the magic
1: yeah. Yeah. And we're running so much against it, you know, like we're trying so much to function beyond all these rhythms, you know, and then we want advice from those rhythms and then we don't live them. And that's what you're trying to give nevertheless with the idea of giving different energies in the month, um, certain colors on your, conscious calendar that's a product product again that Kathleen Whalen has produced and uh, yeah so how does that work
0: ah well it's so simple you don't even have to know astrology I mean that's what's amazing it's so funny I mean you were asking you know like about funny little things I get these stories all the time the colors of the calendars are so simple Green, yellow, red are the basic colors. There's also purple in there and a couple other little indicators. And the colors are what you would imagine. Green is go, yellow is be aware. There mm. can be more distractions on the yellow days. And the red day, there's usually only one a month, is the self-care, self-nourish day. So it's very simple. And um, I have clients whose, you know, husbands or children are like they're like poo-pooing it or they don't whatever. And all of a sudden they'll just be like, I don't know, mom, was it a red day? It felt like a red day. Like they've never looked at the calendar, but they're like, just, just like guessing what the colors are. Cause they had a whatever day. And they're like, I don't know. Oh, it felt like a green day. Honey, was it a green day? I get these reports back all the time. <laughs>
1: I, I must say, I, I probably, if I would talk to you on a regular basis, I would be that, you know, I've been, as I said, I've been following your calendars and your advice and emailing. Um, and I'm always, so at, at times, I don't want to have advice, you know, and when I'm, and then I, it's like, oh that must have been a green day. And then I'm looking for one of your emails. and it's like, yeah, that was a green <laughs> It's like that, yeah. And that's the way to
0: use it, right? Like some people use it every day. Um, but it's really to cultivate your own intuition. And it's not about any system being forced on you. It's that, you know, cause sometimes green days have so much energy yeah. that some people are like, wow, that was almost too much. Like it, 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 it was so much that it didn't feel like, Oh, the perfect day because they felt like they had to be called to do a ton of things and they felt overwhelmed. Yeah. So It's really meant to allow you to check in like the yellow day I feel like is the the most crucial one to almost be even more aware of is because those are the days I'm not kidding you I could give you examples where I'm like I go against my own calendar like oh it's a yellow day I'm going to go ahead and try and run that errand five hours later. I'm still stuck on the other side of town in a storm in a traffic jam that yeah. couldn't get to a bathroom. Like just hilarious,
1: hilarious, yes. you yes. know. Nah. <laughs> nah, that's what I wanted to say. Because I've been trying to, as I've been inviting you to this podcast, I thought i I make it a practice to see how I relate to these days you were initiated. And that was exactly my on take of it. Every time I hit a yellow day, it was like yeah, but I should have known this is a yellow day. So I should have taken more time. Don't, you know, jam pack my calendar with these things. And it really felt like that. And may i ask you how do you stand on that side of you know because the consciousness creates the reality so Mm. mm -hmm, you Mm know on one hand side you're saying you're reading this from we still don't know exactly how that works maybe you can give more insight oh
0: glad to yeah
1: yeah yeah and then on the other hand side it is like if somebody kind of keeps tapping you with these kind of notions of but this is a green day, green day, green day. You know, like you're, you start to think that way. So, yeah, what's what's your on take on? Oh,
0: on- this is huge. What you brought up, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people are like, I don't want the calendars because I don't want anything to to tell me or interfere with my experience. I can co-create my reality, and yeah. this is true. Our consciousness is what helps us perceive the world, and. Cultivate our experience of the world. It's really meant to help us shift our perspective into awareness mode, into observer mind. It's not imprinting on us that it is a yellow day or a green day. It's, oh, I'm having a bad hair day. Things are scattered. Oh, I can take the changes in the day so much easier. When I know it's a yellow day, I just laugh my way through the day, you know, because it's just like, oh, well, that happened. It's yellow, day, you know, and so it allows for perspective and it's not about imprinting anything. It's a, it's to allow us more space in our day to almost shift our perspective and, and be able to have more resilience. And if a yet yeah, if a green day wasn't the perfect day it's all the more reason to look back and say well where were the silver linings because there really are some secret gifts that came on the
1: green days mm. yes mm. yeah i thought about that thank you for, mm-hmm. for the advice on that one and the free gift to us right now <laughs> um it's, um I like what you're saying, since my big subject is becoming presence, you know, like present in being, and present in being is to me and is a method of becoming more aware and more grateful and more in the moment. So what you're giving me with what you said about yellow days is exactly that it's it's taking the I, me, mean, mine out of the conversation. And maybe for some people, it's, first of all, a relief to say, like, okay, this wasn't an ideal day on a planetary level. And on the other hand side, you know, it kind of allows us to not always think we should be fully functioning and functioning. <laughs> And also pass back our burden to the greater consciousness, to the universe and become more servants, as they say, you know, in some lineages, they talk about becoming a servant to, to the greater consciousness. So, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I love how you just said that it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately it is about actually cultivating our faith. That's the irony. I'm using the social science to kind of help, sort of give an awareness of what the energy might be and you get to interact with that in your unique way and with I love so much of everything you're about in cultivating the awareness of being because that in and of itself is the richest part of our experience of being human
1: now I think now we are ready to talk a little bit about Brahma Muhurta and how you distinguish one day from the other has that are these two things connected (laughs) they are
0: and what I often do is and that's so wonderful I mean you you we started this by you saying you speak of this often how beautiful that is just so so then your listeners know about Brahma Muhurta I don't
1: think they would know but the people who work with me know about Brahma Muhurta you know okay so we need to lift the The myth around like what is it that Indian word so (laughs) do you want to start and I can uh, oh I want it yeah and I'm
0: really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it too Mm. um yeah so it is I mean I I actually describe it more as the golden hour it's considered the time of day where we can some some describe it as where we can create ourselves and recreate ourselves it's Brahma one word for god universe and it's the time it's the golden time of um pure stability it's the time of mourning. it's technically a muhurta is just 48 minutes that's the definition and uh and uh an indication of um things happening in the moment Uh, when i do a muhurta i'm checking the moment i'm speaking to someone So it is the moment of God and the moment of us co-creating ourselves. So that happens two 48-minute cycles before sunrise. And in that time, uh, Robert Svoboda describes it this way, that it basically it's the time where we can um, unwind some of our karmic patternings. Mm. And we are not meant to do during that time, but just sit. And if we, if someone has chronic illness, they can actually just wake and sit during that time and watch the pre-dawn and that light in that time of day will literally help them unwind some of the genetic karmic patterns. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. That is, that is truly beautiful. Said. um. I often perceive muhurtta and I don't have an um, extensive Sanskrit knowledge, you know, but from how I've, um, encountered it, it's almost like this needle hole, you know, like you, you can pass through into something beautiful and God given, you know, that's how I often describe it. <laughs> yeah. Can we say that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great Sorry. description. Yeah. And, um, from a scientific level i don't know whether you caught up on this but this particular time we're talking about this moment before the sun rises no matter where you are so it's not i mean in india it would be around four you know like you're saying three to four four thirty it depends where you are so if you're in like in the western hemisphere um you probably have different entrance times and they move along but um The thing about it is that the oxygen they've they've measured the the oxygen levels at that time of the day in a study around uh, asthma and bronchitis and all these lung affecting lung lung affecting diseases. And they found that that at that moment in time, the air is the best no matter where you are, whether you're in a city or in the countryside and that is to me so uh, revealing to the point why we call it god given entrance point you know like brahma you know brahman comes in there is almost like this um thread between the the world you know the the bigger universe and what we are living in the three dimensional world yeah, you can say the never never you know like any it's like the veil. That's how I would describe it. (laughs) I'm lacking words in in joy that we share this, this knowledge and are very, both very convinced of it and witnessing it. I suppose Mm -hmm. you have witnessed it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. As powerful as it can be. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It's that hour where the veil is lifted, where the, Energy is more palpable. And that's amazing. I did not know that. I knew that melatonin levels are at their absolute peak just before that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know that about the oxygen. So that's literally like on the planet and in the human both.
1: So we've talked about Brahma Muhurta. And then you talked about that there is a point in the day that you can see as an astrologer which I was asking, is that the point we're talking about how the day is going to be? Or what are you looking at to tell people, okay, this is going to be more red day, this is going to be a yellow day. What is it uh, that determines that for you?
0: I actually look at a range because it depends who you, like there's a couple lineages out there that say, look at Brahma Muhurta for mm-hmm. the energy of the impulse of the day. Others say it, it like traditionally, it is the moment of sunrise. So I often look an hour and a half to 20 minutes before sunrise. And the moment of sunrise, I look at that range in the day, Mm. because depending the moon sometimes actually shifts just before that Mm. into a different lunar mansion or a different constellation. Mm. So I'm looking just before sunrise is the simplest form just before sunrise. And what's amazing is that is the creation energy of the day. So literally our bodies shift uh, at the moment of sunrise, the the dominant nostril changes according to the lunar cycle. That's a whole other teaching in and of itself. So I'm basically looking just before sunrise, 20 minutes to an hour and a half before Mm -hmm. and where the moon is at that moment in its relation to Planets. So basically green day is when the moon has enough light and the moon is aligned with Jupiter, Venus, or Mercury, all of what we call good giving energy in Mm. Vedic astrology.
1: Mm.
0: And when the moon then is at its darkest, the day before the new moon, Mm -hmm. that is the red day. It's the lowest mental and physical energetic energy of the day. Yeah. Of the month
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. and yeah and that brings me back to you know like you mentioned two things earlier already and that was that some some people say like the brahma muhuta happens like an hour and a half before they some say it's on a sunrise and that um, science is catching up and to me that comes into a thread of like we We as human beings, we do have the capability of noticing things ourselves if we fine tune into it. And it might be, you know, that you perceive things differently than somebody else. So the the whole debate in all the Vedic science, you know, like Vedic is science, you know, like happens from a point of experience and observation, from a really deep experience and deep observation. And that brings these kind of, I wouldn't call them conflicts, but um, how would you call them? Um, discussions or? Insights insights yeah back and, to yeah and so everything you do on your spiritual path is not about doing the right right thing never ever ever and nothing an astrologer is doing is about like this is the perfect thing and i'm being guaranteed you know like this marriage will last forever And <laughs> this marriage might be the right marriage for you to wake up to something for mm-hmm. example right and mm. uh, yeah so you never know what's the bigger plan. That, that is something you should take along and with you from this conversation in the first place, yeah? <laughs> Again, that faith and
0: trust building, right? Trust building in self, because like the first principles of everything to do with all of the ancient religions in the world is, what is your subjective experience and what are you observing? It all comes back to yourself. Just what you were saying is, what is your observation? And yeah. that cultivates the presence that you've been talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: And these observations can be just um, supported and padded through, for example, looking at a calendar like yours and saying like, oh yeah, that, that aligns with what I, how I experienced the day, you know, well, that might align a little bit as more as it aligns. You might look out for these days in the calendar as a tool, uh, which people do like, and, um, Yeah. or what is your experience since you have created it and you dealing with people? (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's that beautiful combination where I find that this is the luck of, of, of the luck and the gift that I feel like we both have of the, of the, of our purpose, being able to work with people on these subtler levels that are also about um, concepts we may have of either that we get to bump up against what, how we really perceive the world. If we're someone who thinks that there is some perfect right way, then we often perceive the calendars as, oh, this is the answer. And then when we don't get our answer, we feel conflict. And it doesn't matter what our experience, um, whether we had the perfect day on the green day, it's about reflecting back to you. What is your experience of that? Now, let me explain something else about the green days. where a lot of people misunderstand them. Very often there is confluence, there is flow, there is luck, there is kismet, there is connection um, on green days. Now that's just in general that there's either, there's actually four different kinds of green days. So a flowing green day, you're gonna feel the flow a lot more. Um, An establishing foundational green day is actually almost feels stuck because things you do on that day give you creation ability to create something that lasts a long, long time. It's a very different kind of energy in general, though, the actions we take on a green day have a greater karmic fruit at some point in the future. That's the actual principle of the green day. So I'm picking a muhurta, I'm picking a day that says, When you act in alignment with the energy of that day, oh, it's a day of flow. It's a day of changes. So I'm going to move a tree in my garden. It's a day of, of changes. It's got to do with vehicles. I'm going to buy a skateboard today, right? So those are alignments of movement. I'm going to change my workout routine or my yoga routine today.
1: Hmm.
0: When we act in alignment with the energy, there is less friction, This is the actual principle of the calendar is if on a red day, which is a quiet day, I try and have a big party. I can have the party. I will be probably exhausted the next day or a month later. So it's just about, do you want to work with the energies of the cosmos or somehow kind of use more of your essence to work against them? And then that principle of what we do on the green day Flourishes more at some future point according to your individual karmas, so that could flourish a week later, months later, lifetime later. But if you are doing certain actions of collaboration and on purpose on green days, you're leapfrogging those energies, yeah, and they begin to build. Wow. So, yeah, so it's not to trick the universe or anything. So that's very different than being passive and saying, oh, the green day is going to be fabulous. Let me receive something fabulous. See how that's very different. And I find the most people are disappointed who are the passive people. They're like, oh, the green day wasn't perfect or whatever. And I'm like, well, what did you do on the green? Did you spread kindness more? Were you someone else's answer? Did you, right? Because we can receive answers on green days too. Sometimes we're the one giving someone else help.
1: Anyways, wow, I have a feeling we could do like a million podcasts. (laughs) We haven't even touched upon, you know, like the daily rhythms and the biorhythms and all the other work you're doing. Um, Well, that was so sweet of you. I mean, to talk about
0: the calendars, I thought we were just going to talk about maybe daily biorhythms and give, you know what I mean, as as just a a wonderful conversation.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I wanted to give that to other people, A, because I thought it was so special and it's of uh, as you say everybody can use it you don't even need to know when you were born and a lot of people have uh, or struggle with their birth time and don't go to astrologers because of that that's why i wanted to bring it forward but mm. i also see the alignment of the biorhythms in it you know so yeah we could have another conversation of what does that mean <laughs> but maybe you can say briefly something about it and then we can Give the listeners, you know, food for thought and to take home with them.
0: Oh, I will share one of my favorite, favorite pivots. Mm -hmm. So because we naturally are aligned with Lunar Rhythm, whether we know it or not. If we ever feel dissonance or like something's off or the joke I used to tell is if you got on with a customer service and you were calling and you didn't get like A helpful person, or you weren't getting the answer you wanted, then you can actually take notice which nostril has more, uh, breath through it. And you might even have one side that's blocked simply blow through the side that is more blocked. And then as you go to get up step with the same foot as the side of nostril that has more air in it at Mm. any point in your life. When you Mm. get out of bed, when you get out of the car, when you get up from the chair, when you walk from the house, if you want to step in resonance with who you are in that moment, you can get up from the floor, you can get up from any moment in time and simply step with the foot that is on the same side as this nostril that has more air in it. You will be, you will shift the dynamic of the moment. You will be back in rhythm with you and who you are. And then that energy may change in another two hours. So you would then be aware the next time you step out. But if you just do it, when you feel dissonance, you can immediately shift the energy. That is one of my favorite gifts to give people. Mm. If I never speak with them again, like that is an
1: easy gift. Ah, beautiful. Thank you, Kathleen, for all the gifts he brought today and talking about the calendar. And I know there is more depth uh, in our conversation than we are revealing here, but I think for for the dear listener, I've been asked many times, can you clarify <laughs> the language you're talking so fluently in? Because uh, it so easily happens when you have mm-hmm. the label, you can get taken away into the depth. So we, we, I hope for you it was fun, Kathleen. Oh my
0: gosh, amazing. We touched on so
1: many topics
0: and such deep ones too. Wow, you are amazing. Thank you
1: for making this podcast full and bright. And yeah, if you haven't seen Kathleen or if you're listening, just go back to our video. She sits in this beautiful room with Don Vantari on one side and the yellow in the back, and it's all like I'm talking to sunshine here. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, have a wonderful day, Kathleen. Mm. And the rest of you too who are listening, and I see you on the next show.